Welcome to Studio Within Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of With Sarah Wellbeing Platform and a professional model. After a decade-long career working with incredible designers and clients in the fashion world's capitals, I turned into a passionate positive psychology practitioner. My experience has made it clear that happiness does not come from fame, money, and thousands of followers on Instagram. It comes from within. In this podcast, we will talk about what it means to be authentic. We'll share success moments and setback stories. We'll also discover how positive psychology tools can help you thrive. I'll share some practical steps so that you can put the science of well-being into action in your life. Sometimes it's just me chatting with you like this, and at times I'll bring in guests who really inspire me, both from the worlds of high fashion and positive psychology. I hope that my show will leave you energized and inspired to own your own story, create the life you want to live, and have some fun while creating it. Let's get thriving, shall we? Season two of Studio Within Podcast is kicking off right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Studio Within Podcast. I am super excited to record the first episode of this season from my family summer house. So my office is a very woody, uh, cozy, Finnish cabin type of studio. Um, so this makes this recording even more special than um, I ultimately planned. So I'm really, really grateful for this opportunity to record from my dear home country, Finland. So Studio Within Podcast Season 2 is kicking off right now. And I have to say that as much as I've enjoyed this long break that I really needed, I have to say I've missed podcasting. Um, I think the reflections that I've had during this summer is that this is one of my favorite ways to engage with you, share ideas, thoughts, and of course, those beautiful conversations with my amazing guests. So this season will be no different. You can expect stories, conversations, energetic moments, hopefully some laughter as well, positive psychology, solo shows and guest shows as well. Um, And I think uh, a very important theme in this season is particularly how to thrive as a talent in fashion and entertainment. What it takes to thrive as a creative fashion model, influencer, an artist in the world of fashion and entertainment. And we'll get to more of those kind of bits um, later in the season. But I just wanted to give some expectations here on what you can expect. So we'll probably talk a lot about mental well-being and, and what are those mental well-being strategies that have helped many talents in this work, in this you know, very uh, demanding and a public uh, job and how we can cope with different methods and what are ultimately those secret sources that help us actually thrive and make a long-lasting career. But now for this episode. Okay, so I used this summer break to reconnect with my family and friends whom I haven't seen for nearly two years. I'm sure We've all gone through that because of COVID. We've had to miss a lot of people um, and my situation was definitely not very different. So I've spent most of my time in the forest and in the capital Helsinki. And my biggest challenge these past two months have been 
what to eat next. <laughs> no joke, I tell you. In the summer cottage, where I've spent most of the time, the biggest question of each day is, so what do we eat next? <laughs> so I can say that I've definitely emptied my mind in a good way. And that has helped me to get creative and recharge my energy reservoirs. And I really hope for you that you've been able to do the same, even though you've stayed in the city, perhaps. Um, rest and recharge is really what this first episode is all about. So if you haven't been able to go into the forest, into the nature, and you've been still stuck at home, you've been perhaps unable to travel abroad um, and get away from the busy, busy city life, I wanted to dedicate this season two opener for you. So the question I want to ponder in, in here in this episode, in this space, is how you can actually cultivate the Finnish cabin mindset, even if you're stuck in the city. Now that the autumn has officially kicked off, um, we are all coming back from, from our holidays, uh, back to our routines, and trying to find this new energy for the rest of the year. So I think cabin mindset, and I'm going to talk a lot about mökki mindset, Mökki is cabin in Finnish. So I think this mökki mindset is what we all need. Mökki uh, really is a Finnish word, M-O with double dots, uh, double K-I. And uh, Visit Finland writes in the website that this cottage, this cottage, the concept of cottage is an institution in Finland. And that the cottage life is about appreciating the art of doing nothing. And um, according to Statistics Finland, there are close to half a million official summer cottages in Finland as of December 2017. The reason why I wanted to tell you these facts and statistics is that mökki life, cabin life in Finland is almost like religion. It is so dear to the culture where I'm coming from. And this summer especially was a reminder for me why it really is a practicing the art of doing nothing and really embrace what we normally don't embrace in our hustle and bustle and city busy lives, right? Mökki is completely the opposite. So I hope that by the end of this episode, you will see the beauty of spending time in the Finnish cabin. And most importantly, I want you to know what you need to do when you need to bring rest and recharge into your busy schedule in the city life. So number one, why is Finnish cabin life so beautiful and so recharging and restful for the mind and for the body? Quiet environment, quiet soul. Finding a place for stillness is absolutely necessary for mental energy. Uh, I think rest and recharge in a place of quietness has enabled me to sleep better and Because of that kind of holistic approach, I feel like I feel overall more in harmony with myself and with my environment. It's also so much better for creativity too. So if you need creativity creativity in your life, um, quiet environment, quiet soul, uh, the finished cabin style is what you need. I think I will want to add, you know, going back to the art of doing nothing. This is really about that. Being still means that you don't have your phones around you. You don't have necessarily a schedule around you. Um, it's like you're just dwelling in this by the pier and just looking at the scenery. 
And like when I'm saying it this way, I'm like, damn, it must be boring. But when you're actually there and you just embrace it and maybe two days, three days in, you start feeling more at ease with doing nothing by the pier, looking at the lake or the sea. And in the past, I've definitely um, felt really bad if I'm not doing anything. I need to be always doing something. Even taking naps has been a tough one for me in the past. So I think my old like habitual patter- pattern is doing nothing has meant that I'm not productive. But I guess we're all learning that in order for us to be productive, we need to be still inside first. We make better decisions when we are well rested. We're able to tune out better when we are first tuned in, you know, inner glow, outer glow. But oh, how hard it is for our mind to be still. If you've ever tried meditation, you know what I'm talking about. Quiet environment can really help us to tune in better, which in turn then nourishes our soul and helps us regain our mental energy reservoirs. Quiet environment is something I think in our city lives we we need to intentionally do. If we don't find this place for quietness, it's really, really hard to feel rested. So how can you bring this quiet environment into your city life? How can you make your environment quieter, even just for an hour? Can you go to your balcony and put, uh, I don't know, um, uh, sound uh, blocking headphones on? Can you do something really creative? Put put a lot of blankets on your on your on your uh, on your head, and just make a little tent for yourself and see what that impact is when you spend a little bit time there. Maybe even reading something, if just being still and looking at nothing <laughs> seems a bit intimidating. What's the impact on your energy levels after doing or spending time in doing nothing? And more importantly, what's the impact on your productivity? the following week if you do something like this during the weekend. One last note on this from a personal experience. I remember when I've lived in New York and I always dreamed of living in New York. So for me, this hearing these taxis as I was falling asleep or hearing the the traffic a little bit or uh, hearing some music or some speakers very loud, you know, uh, on the street was something I really loved that time. But as I as I grew older, I have realized that noise outside envi- environmental noise is something really heavy for me. And I realized it um, many times uh, last year that as I'm walking um, outside and I'm just hearing the cars, I just can't I can't focus, I can't concentrate. So to me, I totally underestimated the impact that quiet or busy environment has on my energy levels. So going into the nature, yes, it's beautiful and it brings me this moment of awe and I love seeing green around me and I feel inspired when I'm in nature. But the other thing that nature and and being in the Finnish forest has given me and reminded for me that this quiet environment is so impactful for my energy levels, for my creativity, for my rest and recharge. So I probably need to do some uh, improvements at my home, in my city home, to actually make sure that it's everything is quite sound soundproof in a way, um, because this is a very important for me 
to sleep in a very quiet place, to um, have this serenity around me um, and really embrace that quietness and quiet environment. Number two, what is so beautiful about the Mökki mindset? Scheduling days for no schedules. (laughs) This is a big one for me. If you are deeply craving to recharge your mental energy, this is it. I will tell you how it goes in the Finnish Mökki, Finnish cabin life. You wake up when you feel like you've had enough rest without any alarm. Uh, You slowly proceed to the breakfast table and enjoy the breakfast, usually outside. You eat long breakfast and usually enjoy a second or third cup of coffee in a different location, maybe by the pier or somewhere closer to the forest. Uh, Then you might go and put some clothes on. um, And if it's not 30 degrees like it has been this summer, um, maybe around 25 Um, Then you might see if there's something you could do to make the environment around you, the garden around you, a little more pleasing for the eyes. What this means, this can mean woodwork, cutting the wood for sauna later, uh, mowing the lawn, watering the flowers, or really, really anything that kind of catches your eye. And then you ask, of course, when should we eat? (laughs) And if when, what should we eat? (laughs) Um, And usually nobody knows how to reply to that, because we have no idea what the time is, as we do things in nature. Um, unless someone has an Apple Watch, I've noticed this. This is a, uh, this is the, yeah. Anyway, I have my own opinion about Apple Watch, but that's another podcast episode. <laughs> anyway, so then we start prepping really late lunch, lunch usually, as the nature gets us carried away, and um, it's like three o'clock when we have lunch, and this is really late for Finnish culture. Then we eat, read a book, maybe to digest the food or just have a conversation with the family. Um, someone might ask at some point if we want to do sauna. Usually everyone says yes. So we start slowly heating the sauna. Mm, We might still do something outside, enjoy the scenery or swim. And then we go to the sauna. And yes, if you're wondering if we do sauna uh, when we are experiencing a heat wave in Finland, you know, like 30 degrees, which we had many, many days this summer, the answer is that most people do. Sauna heat is very different, so we don't compare it with the heat wave. Sauna is a different heat, and you can do sauna even if we are suffering from a heat wave. Notice I said suffering. I should probably say enjoy heat wave. Um, then we later prep some dinner, and we go to sleep when we're tired. Usually shocked because we ate so late dinner again, and therefore we go to bed very late. And uh, as you may know, the darkness never fully comes during summer months. So your rhythm kind of gets naturally a little bit different. And I can say that having lived abroad most of my young adult life, this type of murky rhythm is rare and really unique experience nowadays. And uh, the reason I'm telling you this is that in my city life, I rarely have this kind of days anymore. In city life, I normally always schedule schedule and schedule and schedule and schedule it's like there's no day when there's no schedules and you probably know this i don't think i'm the only one here mucky life has reminded of me that listening to your body first and foremost when i'm hungry i don't need to schedule in lunches because i'm i'm like listening to my body when i'm hungry then i eat and also just seeing what you want to do next when you feel like doing something wow, that's so cool. (laughs) Like, honestly, even when I'm saying this, I get this energizing feeling because I'm like, damn, how can I bring this to my city life? 
How can I wake up on one Saturday morning, for example, and be like, what do I want to do now? If you're anything like me, um, I love organizing and I love having my plannings done. So this type of idea of having no plans for Saturday, it seems like an absurd idea. (laughs) So I'm going to definitely take this myself to my city life as I leave and I I invite you to do the same. Schedule in days when you have no plans and try not to look at your phone. Don't go to social media, but just listen what your cravings are, you know, what your body wants for you, what does your heart want for you. I think it's like the most natural experience to listen to your heart, to your body. But this is the downside of the modern world is that we often find it hard to tune into these things, to these very natural things and trust that it knows, it knows what we need. So scheduling days for no schedules is a great strategy to find this mental energy and refill your soul and your heart and your mind with this renourished energy. And the last point I want to share with you, what is the Mekki Mindset all about and what can we bring? How can we bring Mekki Mindset into our busy city lives? Journaling, journaling, journaling. So while I was going through my old stuff here at Mökki in our cabin, I found my old diaries. And this was when I was in, I think it was first and second grade grades that I wrote a lot of diary. Um, so that got me thinking when I woke up one night a little stressed in the summer house. And I, yes, that happens as well, um, if you have your own business. <laughs> and I realized that I had work stuff calling me again. So something was something was coming up. I'm like, oh no, I like I should do that. Oh no, like, oh damn it, like how could I forget to write that email or do that? So I took an empty notebook the next morning and started letting out my thoughts. And it was powerful. And of course you know this. We all know this. Uh, this is probably one of the most researched um, uh, strategies in the positive psychology pa- space as well. Journaling is really good for our emotional well-being. It supports it. Um, it can help us digest our mind chatter. It puts things into perspective. Um, and that will help get that worry-free mind. At least that's how it works for me. And the journaling is something really hard for me to do, to be honest, in the city life. I have noticed this because it feels like there's always something more important to do than journal. But when you are in a place like the summer house where all these uh, distractions of a modern day life are removed, it's so much easier to get back to basics. This I found super interesting. You know, I think this is something that I will definitely remind myself. Uh, but something I also want to say, just as this is like really brainstorming now, what just came up for me is that sometimes we just need different ways to help digest our mind chatter. You know, this worry, worrying mo- monkey mind that's coming up, at least for me, usually in the nighttime. Um, and so sometimes, uh, for example, maybe this happened to me a week later um, and I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel like doing journaling, but I need to digest this somehow. So I'd rather go for a walk in the nature. Uh, sometimes dancing, just dancing it off might feel right. And sometimes it doesn't. And that day when you know, I woke up that night worrying about this work stuff that I forgot to do. Journaling felt right. So what I noticed is that Mukki mindset, cabin mindset, enable us to be more flexible in what we need right now. Because of the quiet environment, 
because of the no scheduling, we are able to tune in what is it that we need. We can listen to our knowing, that inner space that we have, all of us have, the heart, the mind, the soul, uh, the intuition. We can listen to that need because we are more still. This is not rocket science. This is what I want to say to you. You know, all of these three things that I mentioned about Mökki mindset, quiet environment, quiet soul, scheduling days for no schedules, and journaling. When you listen to them, they are not rocket science. But we must be intentional about it. Again, when we talk about well-being, this comes from the positive psychology as well. I've mentioned this a couple of times before. Well-being is not just, we take it for granted. We just take it for granted, right? We're not being intentional about it because it's easy to skip it and do something else. It's easier to let the distractions take us instead of saying no my well-being habits need to be something else. I need something else for my body. I need something else for my heart. This is all about flexibility at the end of the day. Be intentional what your body and mind need in order to rest and recharge. Get into a space, environmental space, that can help you find stillness and quietness, harmony, and see what your body tells you, see what your mind tells you, and see what feels right in each moment. <sighs> so lastly, often when I read um, studies conducted in the positive psychology space, I'm surprised how simple the methods are. You know, you think about like gratitude exercise and journaling, which we just discussed um, savoring exercise, uh, getting into your senses, you know, listening to and, and really feeling, feeling your senses. Um, they're quite simple at the end of the day. Think about three things you're grateful for. And I think that thing about Mökki mindset, cabin mindset, and its beauty is just this. It simplifies life. So it simplifies our approach to things. It removes the apps, the distractions, the noises. And we are left with our most basic system. And the only thing we can do is to listen to it and act based on that instinct. And this is what I love. And it makes me feel free. Oh, that, that word is actually such a good word. Feeling free. And that's exactly what I needed to feel after such a long time away from home. Um, this freedom I'll never take for granted. And now it's up to me how I will bring these elements of the Mekki mindset back to my city life in Singapore. Simplifying life is something I'm going to take away from my summer holidays and from the Finnish forest life. Simplified life is what I want for you too. If you think about that this simplified life is a word in the middle of a big wall, what would you add on it? If this was a bucket of simplified life, what would you add on it? And most importantly, what would you take out of it in order to feel rested and recharged so that you can be productive and do the things 
that you want to do. Ta! I am super happy. Uh, we have kicked off season two together. Um, and I've actually got some news for you. Really good news. Next episode will come out already next week. You and in order for you to prep for that bonus episode, um, as you may know, if you if you're only listening to podcast right now, I probably should tell you that um, usually I release podcast uh, twice a month, uh, but this time I wanted to do a bonus episode, so it's coming out already next week. In order to prep for that bonus episode, make sure to listen to episode two: effective goal setting for your well-being, because in this next week's episode, you will have a chance to do a check-in for your intention word this year. And if you didn't already listen to that episode um, and you don't know, you know what intention word is, I really highly recommend you to tune into episode two. Um, you can do without as well uh, and just listen to next week's episode, uh, but you probably will get more out of it if you listen to episode two first. And if you haven't set intention word yet, uh, you can also set one next week and, and you will also hear more what it's all about and um, get ready to finish this year with a laser, laser focus intention. That's what I want for you. Um, so thank you for being here and thank you for being a, a loyal listener of Studio Within Podcast. I'm super, super happy to be back and uh let me know if you have some wishes and, and ideas on how I can make your um, these half an hour episodes, these 45 minutes, half an hour episodes, even more enjoyable to you. I am always loving the feedback and I grow from that feedback. So please let me know uh, what you're wishing for. Until then, when we speak next time, stay thriving. Thank you for joining me today in Studio Within. Head over to witsar.com slash podcast for all the show notes from today's episode. You can also find more information about me and what I do on witsar.com. It means the world to me that you've taken your precious time today and listened to this episode of Studio Within. So, how about we make most out of this? My question to you is... How can you turn an insight you had from today's episode into an action that you can put right into practice in your life today?